Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Several years ago, in the middle of the night, my phone started blowing up. I had it on silent, but the buzzing would wake me up if someone called over and over, or at just the right time in my sleep cycle. This person was calling over and over. And when I picked up, they were very angry and very confused. And I was barely awake, so I was confused and getting angry myself before a minute was up. I finally figured out that I was being accused of sleeping with their partner. Except I didn't know the name they were using. Ugh. It took another seven minutes to figure out who they meant. Nope, wasn't sleeping with them. Wasn't seeing them either. Not for their lack of trying, though. I'd gone on one lunch date with them and hadn't really loved uh, something. I chose to not continue that connection. They tried more than a few times over the next couple of weeks. But it was a no for me. However, no matter how much I said that, this person on the phone didn't believe me. I explained my side, gave them the FetLife account information I had. Then I told them that their issue was not with me, that I could not help them, and that I felt like 35 minutes of my sleep time was all I was willing to give. I said goodbye over there screaming at me, hung up, and blocked their number. And the next one they called from. And the third, several hours later. And it was finally done. That person and I weren't supposed to know each other. But eventually we did for a very brief period of time. Unlucky for the cheater. But we did connect, and we had a short interaction which changed both of our lives forever. How major that change was for them, I don't know. I know for me, it was the first time I'd had that experience, and it changed me. Today, I'm talking about ethical non-monogamy, of course. But this little slice of unethical non-monogamy perfectly illustrates how parallel relationships may intersect, even completely unintentionally, and screw your math all the way up. Non-monogamy. One plus one is one, one plus two is three, and one plus three is six. Or is it one plus one is three, one plus two is six, and one plus three is ten? Depends on how you do your math, really. But in non-monogamy, it's rarely straightforward, and that is what many people don't consider when they take those first steps. Is it one plus one equals one, or one plus one equals three? Eh, It depends on what you're counting. One person plus one person equals one relationship. Or one person plus one person equals two people and one relationship. Personally, I do my math the second way. I plus a single partner equals three important considerations in any decision I make. How will this affect me? How will this affect my partner? 
How will this affect our relationship? When I or he adds a partner, then I have six important considerations in any decision. One, how will this affect me? Two, how will this affect person one, my partner? Three, how will this affect person two, my or his additional partner? Four, how will this affect my relationship with person one? Five, how will this affect my relationship with person two? And six, how will this affect the relationship between person one and person two? Some people do the math in another way, taking whichever process they prefer from the two above and adding in one more, the greater relationship of all the people. Which I guess makes sense when you're doing a closely bonded non-monogamy, like living with your triad or quad. The overall health of the greater relationship can make a big difference. Still, others only do parallel relationships, and their math might look like this in a V. One, how will this affect me? Two, how will this affect person one? Three, how will this affect person two? Four, how will this affect my relationship with person one? And five, how will this affect my relationship with person two? Since person one and person two never interact, maybe don't know each other, that can work. So every person added only adds two more complexities each time. Let's go back to monogamy for a moment. The default socialized setting for most of us, that it should not be a default is a whole nother writing and rant, is pretty simple. I say one plus one equals three. How will this affect me? How will this affect my partner? How will this affect our relationship? However, the way most of us are socialized, many people do the math as one plus one equals one. There is no me, there is no you, there is only the Borg. I mean, there is only the relationship. We are one. We work in tandem. We play in tandem. We are joined at the hip. We must agree on all things. We are the collective. Oh, sorry. I got carried away. As you might guess, I'm not a fan of that particular math. But what about one plus one equals two? One, how will this affect me? Two, how will this affect my partner? Is this even possible? Maybe. But it's not a relationship. It's a grab and a grope and a fumble in the back of a seedy sex club. Seven and three quarters minutes of hot and heavy selfish gratification and then each going their own way. Not bad. Not wrong. Also, not a relationship. So, what's your effing point, Nookie? Good question. My point is much simpler than the math. To do relationships well, there are two factors that must be considered. 
One, the individuals involved. Two, the relationships. And those can be incredibly complex to navigate. Even partners in a hinge, a V relationship is made up of three partners and gets its name from the letter V, in which one person acts as the hinge or pivot partner dating two people who are not romantically or sexually involved with each other, oftentimes affects each other's relationships through emotional carry-through. For example, having a fight with partner one, but going on a date with partner two, in deep love with partner two, limerence stage, but have the daily life and drudgery to get through with partner one? Partner three just discovered they have a potentially deadly cancer while you're on a romantic getaway with partner one? Maybe you have a power exchange with partner two, which affects what you're allowed to do or choose to do with partner one and any others. Maybe partner one lives far away and it takes a lot of time and travel to maintain that connection, not leaving as much for partner two. And so on. And all of this is made more complex by the fact that we as humans are rarely taught to navigate even one relationship of two people well. We are often taught that the relationship is all that matters and not the persons in the relationship, not the autonomy. More on that in a few weeks as my last installment in my communication is a tool series that each person must have to explore and grow in life. And so when we add another person to our lives and possibly the lives of the partner or partners we already have, we often bungle it badly and hurtfully. My suggestion, most people say to relationship right, you have to communicate. I agree. However, as I've noted in my communication as a tool series, it's not all you have to do. One of the most important parts of that communication is to allow for autonomy in your communications. So when starting any relationship, first, do the math. Consider the people involved as autonomous individuals and also consider the relationships you'll create. Maybe just one if you're monogamous. And then take that next step that most people say is the first step. Communicate. Because if you're one of those one plus one equals one thinkers who believe that as people enter into a relationship, they are assimilated, your communication will be at best useless, but most likely actively harmful because you will not be communicating as individual humans with individual needs, individual desires, and individual views on the world. What are your thoughts? What math do you use in your relationships? Do you take into account each individual and the relationship in making major decisions? If you are non-monogamous, do your partner relationships affect each other? And if you are monogamous, you could also be thinking about your partner relationships versus your friend or family relationships. 
Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky is built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.